0: Guys and welcome to the Little Mama Care podcast, where we unwrap everything about pregnancy, birth, and beyond. This one is all about breastfeeding. It's about my journey, and yeah, it's a wild ride, guys. So strap in, and here it is. Ah, so breastfeeding. Where do I begin? Um, I I just don't even know where to start because just what a journey we've had. Um, I suppose I'll start at the beginning. So during pregnancy, I actually bought the Thompson Method package and. I just watched all the videos and just felt really really empowered and knowledgeable. So I thought, you know what? Whatever. Like as a first-time mum, you never even think for a minute that breastfeeding would be hard. Because my mum just had such an easy journey with breastfeeding, so for me I was like, oh, it'll just come easy. So you quite literally think of everything else except that, like all the baby essentials, the clothes, where they're going to sleep, etc. But all that truly matters is like the mother's well-being and the baby's well-being. And breastfeeding just played a huge part in that for me. So, not every mum's breastfeeding journey will be like this. I have to say, like, I've heard a lot of positive and easy feeding journeys. But when it comes to mine, it was just, it was really hard. And that's why I've started this podcast to just really share everyone's journey. And I promise you, I will have someone on here that, you know, has bred, breastfed up to two years and it's just been easy. And, but, yeah, just not for me. So, so I finally had Darcy in my chest after a really long labor and I just, I go for the first breastfeed. So we had a bit of a breast crawl and then I had to kind of guide my nipple there, which he finally did, but he just didn't suck at all. He just had my nipple in his mouth and just didn't, yeah, it was just very whingy. And at this stage, we probably had around about two, two hours skin to skin. So in my head, I was like, you're kidding, right? Like, I just pushed you out. <laughs> Please give me that beautiful instant latch. Please. Like, I've been dreaming of this moment. <laughs> but anyway, I think he just he just was really enjoying being on my chest, just cuddling me, which was totally fine. So the midwife helped me hand express around two mils of colostrum to give him, which was fine. Um, and then the first night, he just kept falling asleep on my boob, which I actually didn't mind because skin to skin was everything to help my supply come in. But he also needed to actually suck to help the supply come in also. So it was a bit of a back and forth um, mindset for me. Um, so, But I was just honestly so happy that he was here and I was in my little newborn bubble. Look, I can't even say nobody warned me because everyone said that breastfeeding is hard. But as I said, my thoughts were like, why? Like all they have to do is suck. What, what do you mean? <laughs> so I I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to ignore it because ignorance is bliss, right? No, Lily, no, 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 no. Um. So we left to go home and my milk still hadn't actually come in. So it didn't come in until day five. So Darcy was classified as, you know, the underweight. I'm using air quotation marks here. So every time the midwives would come over, he was underweight. So which was really annoying, I just remember bawling my eyes out at each appointment saying what the heck, like why, what Like, why? What am I doing wrong, I felt like I was failing him, it was just a horrible time and especially because my emotions were up and down obviously after just having a baby, like I remember the midwives were very short in time and they were very hesitant to even come in because it was in the peak of COVID, so I just felt it was really rushed each visit and I just they just instantly resorted to formula feeding top-ups every time rather than just sitting me down and like, you know, helping me with the latch with breastfeeding. And every time they would write me a program to follow for the formula, they wouldn't explain it afterwards. And because they were rushing, it was like a scribble. So I just, I really couldn't understand, understand their writing. So yeah, it was hard. And um, I just, especially during the sleep deprivation You know, to add that to the mix, my head was just so cloudy. Finally, day five came in and we were okay. Like he started to stay on for longer and it was great. Then the cracked nipples started to happen and ow. I was applying lanolin cream every, you know, every feed and putting on um, the hydrogel disc to cool them. So that helped, but it was just still really painful. And I remember the first 10 seconds just felt like hell, but then it was okay. So that was kind of manageable at that stage. Day eight, I remember the midwife actually giving me a nipple shield. And man, did that change my life. Like I was just in so much pain. And when she gave it to me, he just latched straight away. And we actually continued to use that until he was about three months old. But I'm skipping ahead here. So yeah, so that was great. My nipples were just still very sore. So I I tried reaching out to three lactation consultants at the time and no word literally nothing. It was the weirdest thing. And I was just so desperate, like crying all the time because I just really wanted to breastfeed Darcy and nope, nothing. Maybe because it was COVID, but I even actually paid for the consultation with one of them and she never replied to me. So I just felt helpless. Um, So if you're listening and you are pregnant, please line up a lactation consultant that you trust, that you generally have met, has the same values as you. Um, So like you're prepared. So if anything was to happen during your breastfeeding journey, you just call them up and book a consultation and they'll come straight away. So that's my advice. <laughs> yeah, so I felt really annoyed at myself for using the nipple shields. I tried every day to remove them while feeding, but I just, because I did just didn't want him to get used to them. But every time I would take it away, Darcy would just get so stressed and would unlatch immediately. So... But I remember my mum came over and she just looked at me and she said, why do you feel like the nipple shields are bad? If they're working and making your relationship with breastfeeding better in this moment, stop stressing about, you know, him getting used to them and just breathe for now. Like, you know, we can work on that later. She just said, you're doing so well. And if this is, you know, your, your little tool for now to make this breastfeeding journey better, then just take it and go with it. And yeah, after that, I was like, oh, I needed someone to say that to me. So we had a really good run, but the pain didn't really disappear at this stage. So I just knew this wasn't right. Um, it got to the stage where I would f- actually feed him formula during the night to allow my boobs to rest for that time period, but I would still have to pump during that time. So I would have to feed him with a bottle in one hand and then the other, I would be holding my pump. It was just crazy. Like thinking back at it, I just yeah. I tried looking up different positions to stop the pain, but every time everything we tried was just still so painful. So we actually had some really good days, um, which really mess with my mind a little bit, because like I would think back to the good days and be like, well, you know, what did I do right during those days? Yeah, it was just yeah, my mind was really cloudy at that stage. But anyway, he actually started putting on weight slowly. So we stopped formula at night, which was only two bottles anyway. But then I just breastfed him and all was starting to come good around the eight week mark. So, which I actually finally felt like we were out of the bad zone. Like I felt good. I I just felt like this, you know, this lactating goddess, you know, (laughs) like I would go out and just feel so comfortable just whipping my boob out and feeding him. Because I just felt like I deserved the power, you know, like I deserved this. I pushed for so long and now we are good. Like we're at the good stage. Then around the three and a half month mark, um, we then realized that a doctor's visited, visit, sorry, he had a really bad tongue tie. So then I Googled the best Cairo around. So he picked one, booked an appointment. Um, but then when we got there, he immediately said, wow, like that's a really bad tongue tie. And in that moment, it all made sense. Like I just remember crying a little bit, like going, "Oh my god!" Like, yes, finally, like we've fa- we've found something. It's not me. Um, yeah. So like, it just all made sense. The clicking sound, you know, the un- the unlatching and getting angry, and it just it all made sense. So we booked the laser appointment, and um, we did that one in Brisbane and came home. I I think that. That story is a whole other um, episode in itself that I'll tell later, but all was well after it. He breastfed easily and it was great until he was around five months. So we had a good, um, yeah, we had a good stint then, but then he started to get really, really fussy and distracted while feeding, which I thought, you know what, like it just comes with the age, you know, he's at that age where, you know, he wants to explore his surroundings and he's just becoming a little bit distracted. I then started noticing that my milk had actually started to dramatically decline after four pm, um, and it was definitely noticeable. So I tried pumping after each feed. I tried power pumping, drinking four liters of day sorry of water each day, um, and it was just it wasn't enough during that really hungry stage of late afternoon. So I ended up giving him a bottle of express milk every night before bed, and that would just keep him happy. So I would pump twice during that time. And I just want to say, wow, I want to take my hat off to all the pumping mums out there because it's just such a rough gig, especially during that time frame. Like, you know, you're trying to organize dinner and everything else to do with bedtime, like baths and whatever else. So, yeah, it was a bit of a rough, um, yeah, rough time and, you know, whatever to make him happy and content, you know. And then we got COVID. So that's when it actually really went downhill for me. COVID stripped every bit of health from my body, I swear. We were down from, we were down for probably about five days in, in total. But man, did it rattle me and my milk supply. Like it, it plummeted. And I tried everything for the following weeks to build it back up to the way it was. So, But little man just started to despise feeding from me. Like he would kick and scream every time. And because my supply was really low... So I'm assuming he would, you know, he's really used to that quick flow. So I tried eating, um, so, you know, like booby cookies and tried power pumping again. And by this stage, six months, um, he was starting to eat food now. So he had, um, he still had these two bottles during, obviously, the morning and at night during those really hungry stages. But I just thought, like, I'm done. I'm, I'm mentally and physically done like i've given him my absolute all and have done the best thing for him for the first 6 months of his life so we started introducing formula and yeah it's been 4 months of bottle feeding and yeah, he honestly he's just living his best life like i can't i can't say otherwise because yeah i would have absolutely loved feeding him until you know like he was ready um, to stop, but I just think he was trying to tell me for a long time, you know, and, but yeah, he was ready and yeah, so we just haven't looked back. Then I actually felt really, really horrible for like the, um, the first month after stopping breastfeeding, I just felt that I had to almost like reestablish that bond. And yeah, that was the hardest bit for me. Like that was my duty to feed him. No one else could except me. So getting that responsibility stripped from me was just a lot to handle. Um, and I just never thought that it would feel like that, but yeah, it did. So, but then it did turn into a bit of a blessing because I just felt like I had my body back, and you know, I had given the responsibility for us to all share rather than it just solely being my duty, if that makes sense. So at the time it was hard, but I just felt like it was the right thing to do looking back and I just, I don't regret it. So, and now he's thriving, as I said, living his best life. And I just want to add, no matter how you feed your baby, it's hard. Like bottle feeding, you know, finding the best one to suit their tummies or, you know, finding the best one because I might not just simply like the taste of it and you know finding the right bottle and actually heating up the bottle when they're sat there screaming at you to hurry the heck up or then there's breastfeeding the latching problems or it just solely being on you know on you to feed your baby and you feel annoyed sometimes by stopping everything you're doing and just sitting and feeding your baby and you know obviously being with them 24 7 in case they're hungry blah, blah 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 like it's it's just it's all so hard and so just take a break on beating yourselves up okay like we're all just doing the best thing for our kids whether that's formula feeding or breastfeeding whatever we need to support every single mum here keep up the good work guys and just know that you are all enough for your babies okay okay <laughs> And there you have it. Thank you for listening to this week's Little Mama Care podcast. So I'm going to end all the episodes with a mum hack from me personally and one from the audience. So every Monday, I'll be putting up a question box on my socials that anyone can share um, a mum hack with us there. thought that would be some fun. So mine is vinegar. So bloody random, but I'm in love. Uh, It's such an underrated cleaning product that isn't an intense chemical like because sometimes you just get a headache from those bloody chemicals. They're horrendous. I clean everything with it. The floors, the bathrooms, the windows. It's honestly a god in my house. But yeah, that's it. That's my mom hack. (laughs) So just chug out all your other chemicals and just have vinegar. Honestly, if you have a window licker like me, it'll make you feel better when he's licking the windows that he's literally just licking vinegar. Anyway, guys, once again, I will link all the social media platforms in the show notes. But if you guys could take some time to go and give the show some love by sharing, that would be very much appreciated. And of course, if you guys have a story um, you'd love to share on the podcast, please message me and we can have a chat. See you guys next Sunday for a very special birth story.